What happened to millennial money? Yeah, baby. Oh, I feel that. He, oh my. I got charged with a DUI. Because my heart rate's gonna go to 190. Woo! People like you. Welcome to Don't Sweat It, the show inside a sauna. I am here with Andre Jim, my co-host. What's up? And I'm also here with Meet Kevin, who is our guest for today. This is the show that takes place inside a sauna. We start at level one, and by level five, the heat index, which factors in both temperature and humidity, means that our bodies are going to be experiencing what feels like over 500 degrees Fahrenheit. Can our guest make it to the end? Will he survive? I think he can. Today, we're talking with Kevin Paffrath, AKA Meet Kevin. He's a financial analyst and YouTuber. He ran for governor of California, and he's making eight figures a year. We dive into all this and more on today's episode. I, I don't know, I thought 100 degrees was hot, and I'm already starting to sweat, and you haven't even poured a single layer, or layer of water there, or ladle of water, I think. You got a whole it, it bucket. It is a ladle, oh, it is a ladle, but I've got a full bucket. Get he's, ready. He's going to spank sure. me with that later. <laughs> I've seen you get spanked, actually. Okay. Oh, we, yeah. we're at, what was the rest of We'll have to called? leave it there. <laughs> I have to give more context for that. Hold on, first. I don't but... know, with that thumbnail picture we were taking, we got to put some behind the scenes up on that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> First, thank you for coming on. Yes, and thank you for joining the, us. The German restaurant we went to, what was it called? Uh, Heidel, it wasn't Heidelhaber, no. I don't know what it's called. It's, everybody knows about it here. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's here in Vegas. Yeah. Hofbrauhaus. Yes. Yeah, Hofbrauhaus. Hofbrauhaus. Okay, funny enough, in just a few days, this Saturday, yeah. I'm doing the, they're doing a series of keg tapping. No way. Where no. the mayor did the first night. No way. And they're having all these different performers and entertainers, so I'm doing Saturday's keg tapping. Oh, yay. What? Yeah. That's so amazing. First time I'll ever have tapped a keg. I almost said keg de toast. Okay, so so for context, Kevin is from Germany. Yes. Were you born there? I was born there, yeah. You were born yeah, there. Yeah. Wow. So we've got two immigrants in the house. Heck yeah. <laughs> and I, I, did you overstay your visa too? That's what I, I got. <laughs> well, talk about that later. But but hey, we went to Hofbrong House and I saw so if you don't finish your food, is it? You, oh. get, you get spanked. And Kevin got smacked so hard a couple times. <laughs> And he was enjoying it. I yeah. saw it. But this lady with later hose. And... Yeah, <laughs> no, it was the best. Wow, I'm bummed I missed out on this uh, extravaganza. It was the best, yeah. Well, wow. he's got so, the ladle now, so. Kevin, <laughs> I have so many questions for you from real estate to your experience running as a governor and so many questions. I know a lot of people have a lot of questions to ask you, but uh, I think the first thing and the most important issue I have to cover is the Titanic reference. Oh my gosh, clear the air. Okay. <laughs> Go okay. ahead. Okay, so All right, so I made a video. I forget when this was, but I made a Titanic reference. It was February the... 12th at 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> so I make this video and I see a Reddit thread that was mentioning it and I see what on Instagram from someone it must have been a repost of yours. And I was like this is such a brilliant analogy and I used it in one of my videos. Not the whole video, but I made it like a funny joke. And I even said in the video, I was like, this is not my joke. I don't know who it belongs to. I found it here, but I'm sure the internet will correct me. And lo and behold, the internet did correct me. <laughs> that was Kevin. And he corrected me hard. Oh, well, now I feel bad. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, you know, it's interesting you say that because I realized after the fact that people were uploading the video itself 
on Reddit, and they were started doing their own versions and stuff yeah. too, as the internet does. C- c- so you... I'm sorry for making you feel bad. About <laughs> no, it's that. okay. But c- you can know? you give me like an LE5 of like what it was? It was it was the economy is the Titanic oh, yeah, moving yeah. towards. Oh, so great. So uh, I don't. I watched the Titanic on like January twentieth. The next day, sold everything. Okay, no relation to the Titanic sinking, of course. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, the, the next day I'm like, oh my gosh, the iceberg is inflation. And Jerome Powell is like in the engine room trying to turn <laughs> the engines back. Like, no, turn the other way. Oh, it's too slow. We can't get inflation. or crash. And it sinks and all the people falling are people holding on to their stocks and just getting decimated in the stock market. So, uh, yeah, it sold everything the next day. <laughs> Jeez, did you really? Yeah, that was the was next January day. January 21st. Yeah. What was January 21st? Was it a report that came out? No. So actually, the big catalyst uh, for for all of this fear building was the minutes for the December Federal Reserve meeting came out, which that meeting took place on December 16th, I believe. They came out January 5th. And I did this video, the worst report yet from the Fed live. I spent an hour going line by line, like, this is horrible, this is horrible, this is horrible. And even though then, in the moment, I'm like, I didn't know this is horrible, it still took me two weeks to process what we were about to go through. Right. Uh, and unfortunately, in those two weeks, I lost lots more money, <laughs> right? Like, I wish I had processed that earlier. But, uh, you know, I sold. And uh, I'm very glad I did because I was able to get out of positions that I would have lost 70, 80% more money, sure. which is remarkable. Uh, and uh, I got a lot of hate and anger for that. Yes, which we want to talk about a little bit later once okay. it gets a little spicier. Oh, okay. But before yeah. we get to that point, I okay. do want to ask you, how did you go from being a real estate agent to a finance content creator to yeah. running for the governor of California? Like, I feel like you've had several careers in the past few years <sighs> now, and it's been yeah. a, a crazy ride. It has been. Uh, yeah. So really, my career could be summed up in uh, wanting to help people replicate w- what I had done with real estate or stocks, mostly real estate. And that's because I bought a house uh, that was a complete fixer upper and I IKEA'd it. And I'm like, look how little I can spend and how much I can make. What year was that? So that was 2011, beginning of 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so we got in the process to buy a house. Uh, closing took a lot longer. But anyway, we re- remodeled this place. In a 300000 I'm sorry, is in a $450,000 neighborhood, we paid three hundred five for it. We spent fifty k fixing it up. So our net worth went from 18000 to like $118,000. Wow. And so I was so excited about that. I was working with a lot of first-time homebuyers who were like, Kevin, I don't know, should we buy? What if it goes down more? Like, how do we remodel? And I'm like, just come to my house. And so I would show them my house. Okay, I bought this furniture. I did this here. Here's a problem we ran into. Uh, And so I would teach people that either in person or at coffee shops. And it wasn't until 2017 when I actually saw Graham making videos on YouTube. I'm like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. <laughs> no, sure. no, no. All respect to Graham, sure, right? Sure. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I, I made a commentary video on one of Graham's positive towards Graham, sort of adding some perspective about how I went through the process of buying my What was the title home. of that video again? What Graham Stefan isn't telling you. <laughs> That's right. It was yeah, very Yeah, was and very it, it, was, it was so scandalous. He didn't say that you could buy with just 3.5% down. Because <laughs> he was advocating for 20%. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Sure, exactly. Sure, sure. I'm like, how dare you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking to me. Here. <laughs> yeah. I put three and a half percent down. I will not be forsaken. <laughs> sure. But yeah, no, it was, it was meant to be a positive video. And uh, I had 12 subscribers when I uploaded that video. Wow. I didn't even look at the video after I posted because, I mean, I posted YouTube videos since 2008 and I'd post them and they get five views. So I'm like, why would I ever look again? Right. Sure. I just post it and go away. Well, I came back and I had a thousand subscribers. I'm like, oh, 
<laughs> like no that kidding. was the moment. Yeah. That was the moment you knew you had to do it full time. Well, I would well, no, I wouldn't say full time. It was just that I had to prioritize making right. more content. Uh and uh, what I realized was rather than spending all this time with people in coffee shops, I could make a video and and multiply the amount of people I could tell the same story to. You, you exploded in what was it 2020 during the pandemic yeah. with the stimulus updates. Oh, yeah. It was in you were uploading I want to say 3 to 5 videos a day yep. every day with no weekend and you have a family and I don't understand how you were able to do all that and not go insane. Yeah, it was actually really enjoyable. Like the time kind of flew by. Uh I don't I, I never really thought it was work. Uh it just because it was like everything was going up, right? So like the more you did, the more things just went up. Yes. It's different today. Like today, the more I post, the more things can go down because right. it, people don't have as much time. So each video gets less views. So it's it actually feels punishing to try harder today. Right. But then it was like, Okay, I post one video a day, I get, you know, five hundred K real time forty eight, right? I post two videos a day, it's a million. What if I post six videos a day? <laughs> you know? Yes. And at one time it was like at three million real time forty eight and I'm like, this is insane. Okay, like, so many people were wondering how were you able to do it? Did you have a team writing script? Uh -uh, no. That was just you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what? what I have is um Sarah Dietschy did did this really cool like uh, uh, tour. Uh, over Shout Zoom. out to Sarah Dietschy, yes. she's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Shout and, out, she's uh, great. Uh, yeah, love her channel, love her stuff, and she just came out with an iPad stand too, which is really cool. She's kicking butt on on her uh, Kickstarter, I think it is for that. Uh, it might be a different platform, but anyway, uh, so she did a tour of it, and basically, my goal is I can walk in the office. I say Alexa, office on, and everything turns on. I press record because the mic's already there, all the lights are already on, the switcher's on. Uh, my goal is honestly not to even cut. Like, if I could just go and talk, that's great. So I'll write down beforehand maybe a few lines about what the core things are, like numbers yeah. or percentages. I'll write those down so I have them right. Sure. Uh, then I'll talk about them, and if I can get an eight-minute video without any edits, then I just lop off the beginning, the end, export, upload, uh, you know, thumbnails just... <laughs> okay, thumbnail's done, and uh, and then I go on to the next video. Do you ever look at my videos and you're like, what a what an inefficient peasant? No, no, you know, <laughs> adding I, all this unnecessary music and all this stupid I, video editing. No, I wish I could do what what uh, y'all do. Like, I mean, some of you guys, you spend so much time uh, doing this this beautiful like artwork of of commentary. <laughs> we just lost, we a, lost light. a light. <laughs> One light down. It's all right. It, Let's keep going. It's so incredible because. Uh, you guys have a really nice product that has really good longevity. Uh, me, I'm just like, hey, look, you're just gonna get me. Like, if you yeah. get a slideshow, you're lucky today. <laughs> Listen, I, I think I think everybody wants to be in your position. We oh, just, well. you know, we I, lack the, the intellect. Greener. No, <laughs> no, stop. It's it's always gonna be your grass is greener thing. My bad. No worries. You know, we don't need light on me. Just leave me in the dark. You know, oh, no. sets sorry. falling apart. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I love it. I mean, like, look, yeah. ultimately, and that's one of the things I said about my content in set two is ultimately people want your perspective. Yes. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, is what you're saying providing value to them? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I always just thought I actually even trademarked the slogan providing more. So yeah. back when I did real estate, it was always I'm meet Kevin, the no pressure agent providing more right uh, and right. so i kind of just took that over to youtube like hey like i'm just gonna try to give you as much value as i can yeah. right. if you like it and appreciate it great if you don't well 
you know, I'll go play in the park or jump out of a bush sure. or something, right. you know, go it, on a run or something. Well, it's interesting because I feel like the way that you chose to give people that information is just one of many ways that people like to digest it and consume it. Like some people, they just want the info. They don't want no BS. They just sure. they just want to be told the info. Yeah. Whereas like some people, they want to be entertained in the way that they consume it. So it's it's interesting because there's no right answer. It's like if, the, if your strength is just to do that and just be Kevin, it's phenomenal and i and i think very few people have your talent to be oh, able to do it yeah. off the cuff which is why i think you've been as successful as you have for as long as you have well, and thank you for that. yeah it's amazing yeah. well before we go on yes Ready? all right i'll pull my level down. two all right here oh, we oh you mean that level. <laughs> <laughs> all right level two a little bit. Yeah, come on. Ooh. Cool. All right. I have to ask, Kevin. Let's hear it. No, I have to ask, actually. Oh, wow. I feel that. He, you feel oh that? Oh, my gosh. That's level one? It is level one. Oh, oh, that is like just a punch in the face. Correct. It, it sort of all <laughs> arrives at once. It does. It just shows yeah. up. Wow. Okay. Yes. Squeegee time. So, but, <laughs> yes, um, squeegee time. It's a tradition. <laughs> Andre, I don't fault you for stealing my Titanic video. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I still love you. Thank you. Thank you. But what did you have to ask? Um... Well, I wanted to ask, what did you make last year from all the YouTube? Could you give a us a breakdown? A lot more than I'm going to make this year. <laughs> sure. Oh, that's true for all of us. That is true for all of us. But... Uh, it was about 21. 21 mil. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Could you give us like a little breakdown of... Um, gosh, uh, of which, what, how much of it came maybe from AdSense versus maybe courses or like, what was the product breakdown? Uh, I would say a lot of it, uh, would be, uh, probably the biggest out of everything was, um, the affiliates sign up for life insurance, sign up for, yes. I'll tell you life insurance during a pandemic. Boy, that was the best affiliate it's, ever. You were, the first, you were the first one to do that one, too. And I think you were the only one out of everyone doing it. Was it was great. Dude, we should have done that. We, we we did a bunch of other ones, and I, I want to say I made around 800K last year, wow. but, but but from just On affiliates. Those affiliates. But yeah. I'm sure your numbers are like 10 times that, which is... I mean, there were just some incredible sponsorships. I mean, uh, you know, Weeble, everybody was signing up for. Yes. Uh, life insurance. M1 Finance had some okay stuff for a period of time. I mean, everybody just, we will give you money. Just please pitch our product. And I really only like pitching products that I actually use. I, I think that's the best way to go about it. Same. And I have that life insurance. You know, yeah. I use Weeble every day or yeah. whatever. So uh, it was easy. And it's... You know, hey, everyone, meet Kevin here. Go to metkevin.com slash Weeble for five free stocks. Whatever. Now it's 12, sure. right? Whatever, right? Sure. And uh, uh, it was easy. Now it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work Nobody at all. Nobody wants to sign up, uh, which which is understandable because the market's going down. Why, why do you want to sign up for a stock brokerage? Do you, you think know? it's that or it's just Apple uh, kind of blocking everything and just not allowing the tracking software to work as well? I don't think so much for that. Well, oh, that's interesting. I actually never thought about that because I see what you're saying now. Uh, because you're not talking about targeted ads. You're talking about actually being able to track the cookie Correct. that you clicked Kevin's yes. link. <gasps> I think that's what happened. Mm. I think Apple killed everything. So you're saying we could sue Apple? <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there's hope? <laughs> <laughs> Apple's like, don't sue me, bro. Uh, well, that's there was a big piece in the Wall Street Journal about how uh, Apple basically killed everybody else's ad business, and now they're doubling down on their ad business, sure, hiring even... a bunch more oh, ad that's agents. clever. Well, with that iOS 14 update did codes become more common as far as you know instead of clicking a link in description is oh. it okay use code 
Kevin 10 oh, for 10% off because right. it's more trackable as yeah, opposed that's to That's a good using... point. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, but I would guess that would be a good way to circumvent that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, that. no, I mean, look, 2021 is always, always going to be one of those years where it's just like, wow, that was such a phenomenal year. And yeah. 2022 mm-hmm. is just going to be that year that's like, this is just such a terrible year. Uh, mm-hmm. And it really hasn't been until... Uh, honestly, this month that I've actually been happy this year, like this year has just been hell. Uh, right. and, and so, but like now I'm like, oh, finally, like things are in line with, with my goals and, and what we want to achieve. Uh, so was, was making that much sort of the, the numbers. Cause I remember making I, I, my, my peak in 21, 2021, it was like 600,000 a month, yeah. which was so crazy oh, because yeah. the numbers kind of lose meaning mm-hmm. and you're just like, I don't know what this means anymore. It, it's not that you ball out and you buy crazy things you shouldn't be buying. It's just, it just kind of loses that perspective. Just, Did you experience yeah. that? Um, yeah. I mean, it, at, at a certain point, it's just a number. It's know? just a number. Just it a is number. so strange. Yeah. It, it does lose a lot of meaning. It's like, really, if, if I came here and I said, oh, it was 10 or it was 40, I would feel zero difference between the two numbers. Right. It's just mm-hmm. because it's it's unrelatably large. Like, I can't, I even have trouble trying to relate to it. Right. Uh, because now I can't relate to it. <laughs> sure. Uh, when you mentioned your goals long term, what's the ultimate dream? So I've had a lot of struggle trying to find what that answer is. I think I've slowly discovered it this year because it's never been a number. Uh, it's It's always been... Uh, the it's like a feeling the feeling mm. of achieving something or, or success or creating something that works right okay. so creating uh you know the the wedge deal model that works you know and seeing other people be able to succeed from that in real estate so happy about that right that gives me so much joy or being able to teach my children something right that's a great mm. feeling or build a business that works great right uh, and i'm a big fan of you know look everybody calls me a flip-flop or even my cpa i tweeted this morning i'm like Hey, uh, let's do that pension plan for, you know, meet Kevin. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll do that for you. I'll just wait five minutes be, because you might flip-flop on me here. <laughs> you know, it's like, and that's my CPA who say that. It's like, they know me really well, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but I do change my mind a lot. Which, speaking of CPA, you brought in an in-house CPA yeah, to yes. handle all of your finances. Yeah, exactly. So you can, yeah. if you have a receipt, give it to them right away. And in the case of a potential, if there ever were an audit, I feel like it, it would likely make your life so much easier having someone who is completely up my, to date on everything. My view is just if, it, especially now because I've, uh, I'm have i in the process of getting licensed uh, for as a financial advisor, we're launching this uh, crowdfunding investment. Uh, all of these things are just going to paint a big target on my back from the SEC or FINRA or whatever. And so I, I want them to be able to walk in my house any day and be like, show me your receipts. And I'm like, you want more? You want more receipts? I'll show you everything. <laughs> you know, and they're just like, too much, too much. It's too good. It's too perfect. Forget you know? we asked. <laughs> yeah, please stop emailing us receipts. <laughs> okay, so when you ran for governor, what prompted that? You went from content creator to just like, I want to run for the governor of California. Now. Yeah, well, I, I think it's a, a frustration with California. Sure. Right? California is such a beautiful place. Uh, the weather is so great. Uh, it's like 72 year round where I live. Uh, I think we have like 35 days of rain a year. And and so it's uh, it's the best climate to live in. Uh, with that, though, comes uh, pretty bad politics. There's sure. a lot of homelessness in L.A. There's a housing shortage. Uh, the taxes are ridiculous. 
they're giving stimulus checks to people making 500k like it's just everything seems broken right it's oh we we need more green energy so let's just destroy the power grid in the meantime by shutting off the natural gas plants and oh let's just shut down nuclear power while we're at it even though that's green and it's like there's so many things that just have so much lack of logic that I came out with a, a really detailed plan uh, and thought, hey, I can run on this, you know, and, and I ended up getting over 700,000 votes. Uh, the one place I beat Larry Elder in was uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So it seems like a lot of tech folks uh, yes. at least like the content, which is really cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a good, great vision, I think. Um, probably too soon for California. And I was 29 then. So I think a lot of people look and I was like, ah, 29 year old coming in with ambitious plans. Right. A YouTuber. A YouTuber. That, well, that was another like slam. Yeah, it right? was. It's like, it oh, was. he's just a YouTuber, right? He's right. just doing this to grow his YouTube. It's like, no, I lost subscribers during sure. the entire campaign. And so much money. Oh, for sure. It could have made a lot more money not running for governor. Yeah. How much did you spend if you're comfortable talking about oh, it yeah. during probably, the campaign? What is that? Well, I mean, take? we we ran a really tight ship uh, just because we didn't have big dollars, but we probably mm-hmm. spent somewhere between 800 to a million. Uh, and I oh, think donations were like 600K. So yeah. Kevin, sorry, light. Oh, <laughs> light. <laughs> but but I think the big thing is the opportunity cost, right? Because right. if I had just taken that time and made more content right. or right. more affiliates, I could have made you know millions of dollars more. Maybe it'd right. be twenty five right. or whatever. But, but that wasn't the priority for me. People are always like, "Oh, Kevin, you just care about money." And it's like, oh, no, that's like I say, it's it's that feeling of like building something in success. Sure. And I look back at the campaign. I'm like, wow, you can still look at my debate on YouTube. Like, mm-hmm. actually, I had a, a political debate for governor. No, you had a plan. Like, oh, which was very hard to see. Yeah, Yeah. you had a plan. You had the whole thing laid out. You know what I realized in politics after the fact, of course? More details is apparently bad. Right. (laughs) And it makes sense now. You go to a politician's website, it's nothing. It's it's just like, we will lower taxes and cut spending. Yeah, that's, you know, or whatever. That's that's always, oh, and we'll provide more services, right? That's right. always like everyone's website. Oh, we'll lower crime, we'll cut taxes. Uh, and there's no actual detailed plan. And that's because the details are what people just, they'll pick up on one thing and then they'll rip on it. I'm not voting for you because you said that one thing. Before you started, I remember you telling us, you're like, oh, I'm going to change California. It's going to be great. I have the plan. And I know you really believed in the system. But after going through it, do you still have that same perspective? Or do you kind of look at the whole thing and you're just like, oh, this was this was one big marketing campaign that I took too literally. Yeah. yeah you know what? It's a media game is what I think it is. Uh, and the reason I say that is because after the campaign, uh, two TV reporters, uh, well, obviously I won't name them, but from stations in, in prominent studios throughout California, they, they met me for coffee. Was I there that day? Or was that the day you had everyone over? Uh, uh, no, no, nobody who was there. Okay. <laughs> uh, so um, they met me for coffee and they're like, hey, just so you know, like we get directives or during the campaign, we got directives from like the upper levels that we can't offend the sitting governor because they'll ban us from all of their press events. Right. And he gets way more attention because he's the governor running against the Trump Republican, right? So we can cover the Trump Republican and we can cover the governor, but you're going to get shafted because uh, you actually hurt them. And if they cut us out, we don't get views anymore and then we don't make money. So how is anyone supposed to overcome that? (laughs) Just having a large platform on social media? Is that really the only way? We could have my ties to that conversation. That's fair. (laughs) Because I have no idea. Maybe the inspiration will come to me. Maybe we'll need something stronger than my ties to fix politics in America. Dylan, quick, quick check. Uh-huh. Could we check that the sauna's still on?
Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I wasn't feeling it heat up anymore. I turned it off. You turned it off mentally <laughs> with your superpower. Make you sure to put the plus, 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 plus button to get it all the way to like a four, a 60. By the way, quick note just as we're talking about production and the lights and the sauna and the camera, I think it's really cool how you eliminated friction in your setup, how you can just... Press record. It seems like, Andrew, you've done something similar. No, no, my process is ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> dude, it takes me 30 hours to make one video. Ooh, yeah. yeah, it's bad. I, so, you know, I've tried that style of content. You don't have to. That's the beautiful part. Well, I, like, I love the finished product. Sure. Right? It's a product I could look back on and be proud of. Sure. Mm -hmm. But that 30-hour process, I just won't do it. I can't yeah. do it. I can't yeah. do it. Like I, I, my Ben Mala video, I think I spent like 20 hours editing that. And, uh, and I'm like, I never want to do this again. Right. Never again. <laughs> I never want to be in final cut for more than five minutes. That's my rule. If really? it's more than five minutes, wow. I ain't doing it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is the majority of your time then spent on research for the video? Reading. Because it seems like you can kind of crank out the mm. actual filming editing really quickly. So yep. It's, yep. it's reading up. It's reading it's the newspapers. Researching. Like the Fed minutes will, will come out and you will you will give a digestion of it. Well, it's because Jay Powell's my daddy, you know. <laughs> he's, he's Papa Powell, man. He Papa is. Powell, yeah. He's Papa Powell. You know I was him for Halloween. You were. Really? That's yeah. right. Okay, we'll have to put up a picture or something. Yes. In, but, but so uh, my father-in-law was Janet Yellen and <laughs> I was Jerome Powell and we built the Federal Reserve as the facade of my house, uh, which wow. is like plywood and cut it out. That was the coolest. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we gave away money. We gave away $2 bills because we're like, more stimulus. Wow. Everybody thought they were fake. Like I went, uh, I remember I went up to one group of kids and I threw the money. I was like, free money. And they just looked at me like, because they thought it was a joke. And I'm like, it's real money. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Talk about setting the bar high for Halloween. It's like, what are you going to do this year for Halloween? Right? I know. <laughs> do you think you maybe inadvertently promoted the current government by doing that? And they're nope. Like, <laughs> they're like, we should vote for them. This is great. This is awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's just fun, though. I mean, like, doing stuff like that is more out of... Uh, being able to share the experience and, yes. and you know it, then then like it's not like that's gonna go viral like mr beast or whatever you know mm -hmm. right next spicy question then we got some numbers Ooh. right all right taking it up to level three level three here we go nervous that that he wears is gonna hit me and... this one won't be too bad yeah. oh yeah okay because i turned it off oh look my glasses they're fogging up Ooh, yeah so <laughs> Whew. There's still oxygen. How do you get oxygen in here? There's actually a vent right there. You can't mm -hmm. see it, but it's open. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would be dying in here, literally. Squeegee time. Level three question I have Ooh. for you, Kevin, is last year, I remember you were going through your $20 million stock portfolio and oh, your yeah. $10 million real estate portfolio. Yeah, yeah. Could you walk us through, if it's not a secret, what your portfolio looks like today? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I think everybody got like a 25% haircut. Sure. Uh, and, and so I'm no exception of that. Um, you know, uh, I had uh, a lot of tax bills to pay last year. How much um, did you pay? About eleven million. Eleven so, million taxes. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, that that took the largest chunk out of my portfolio. Just for context, that is the average of five people's lifetimes. Uh, that's pretty incredible, especially since that was fifty-five-ish percent. Or, well, it, was, it was just a little over fifty percent of my income. Gosh, yeah, that that's is kind crazy. Of crazy. But that's California for you. Sure. Right? Like yeah. I could I could have saved some money if I was in Texas or Vegas. Puerto Rico. <laughs> Puerto Rico, I would have saved a lot of money. Well, I remember at one point hearing that you were considering doing part of the week in Puerto Rico. Yes. Four days in yes. Puerto Rico. Yes. Yeah. Three doing days in Doing some California. scouting. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I thought everything through. It's just because 
it's so lucrative to be in Puerto Rico because now you're paying like 4% tax instead of 52% in tax. Sure. Oh my gosh, the savings on that would be incredible. <laughs> like yeah. I, I go to Vegas every weekend if I wanted to and gamble and lose money, no problem. I mean, it's like it's like playing with the house's money at that point. But uh, no, ultimately decided uh, being able to be there for the kids almost every day, like when I'm not traveling, put them to bed, play with them, wrestle with them. My four and a half year old likes to fight, you mm -hmm. know, and so we wrestle. But he always tells me to take my watch off because he gets scratched. It's, it's, <laughs> I just love that, though. Sure. Uh, so well, what does your portfolio look like today? Right. Okay. So right now it's like 90% uh, stocks. Uh, I have sold of the 27 properties we had, I'm down to five. Wow. So I think that works out to about 85% sold. And that's because I suspect the real estate market will be at peak, uh, will prove to have been at peak in March of 2020. We've already seen prices come down about 5.5%. And so I think when we get to next March and people are like, oh my gosh, real estate prices are down 10% year over year. So, you know, that's like sure. when the panic's going to set sure. in. No idea. But what's interesting is if you go back to 2008 and nine, the stock market crashed hard from 2007 to 2009. And it was like straight up. Sure. You go to a dot-com bubble, it wasn't straight up. It took a little longer. But you go back to 07, 09, uh, it's like straight back up. The real estate market took a long time to 2012 bottom. bottomed, right? Tw uh, yeah. In, in some markets, it was uh, 2012. Some, it was like the end of 11. But it, it, depending on the market, those are the correct time frames. That was the bottom. Yeah. And uh, and then it was slowly up from there. I mean, in 2013, we saw a nice little jump. But, but it was relatively stable and consistent. And so uh, what's remarkable about that is I think we might have that opportunity again, where uh, I am 90% stocks, uh, sold my real estate, paid taxes, got into as many stocks as I could, hopefully ride through this dirty wave. Uh, and then when I have more money available to buy real estate, I could sell stocks when they're higher and buy real estate. That's at least what my crystal ball says. So, and I'm, it's never wrong. Just kidding. It's Kevin, Kevin wrong. You're, you're getting I've, sweaty. Are you nervous? I'm not nervous, <laughs> but I, I, I have tried to return the crystal ball and they're like, it's a used crystal ball. <laughs> Can you recount any times that you believed in something so strongly mm -hmm. and you called it out on YouTube and you were wrong? Oh, sure. I, I mean, there there were plenty of times. Um, you know, I was really bullish uh, on... Um... Uh, what uh, like for example initially I was very very bullish on Peloton mm -hmm. those numbers and I feel so bad because I was very very bullish on Peloton. why was everyone so bullish on Peloton? it, it the, seemed the to growth. me like a Bowflex company it's it like another was, Bowflex the big thing about Peloton was they bought um, a core a core they bought a strength training a fitness company sure for like 400 million dollars they stole that company it was great and the thought was Peloton's going to go from bikes into strength training and bring the Peloton model to all of this. And then all gyms could be like all Peloton gyms or whatever. And the growth was ridiculous. Now, the reason I feel bad is so I bought around 113. I sold around probably around that 113, 115 because it ran up to like 180. Mm -hmm. Watched it go down to 113. Classic. Sure. And the reason I feel bad is because I made live stream videos and course member videos where I said, uh-oh, fundamentals are changing. Website traffic down. Prices are down. Lead times are down. Uh, website analytics through Alexa.com were down. Every All of this stuff was down. Sure. And I'm like, fundamentals changing. Get out. You know, and then Rustgate came. The child death came with the treadmill and right. that. And they pulled that product. Their expansion got limited. Uh, and, and so I'm glad I sold when I did because I didn't really lose money on Peloton. But I feel bad because 
the people who didn't watch the follow-up videos right. didn't get my warning. Right. And, uh, and and so what are you to do with that? You know, like I'm not in control of their money. I'm right. not a custodian of their money. I'm not their financial advisor. I can't get on the phone with them and go, by the way, you know, I said this was hot six months ago. It's about to go to crap. Right. I can't contact them. If it's they so interesting. It. I've always wondered that, like, where is the line between yeah. responsibility and like who accepts this responsibility? Because even though you were right, you yeah. know, a lot of people probably don't follow and watch every one of our videos. Well, and, and I don't want to turn your question about how were you wrong into like, how was I right? Right. Right. Sure. It, but it's it's I wanted to use that as an example to say, like, I feel bad because I was wrong about the initial thesis. Right. Even though, like, the warning came, I was wrong <laughs> about the initial thesis. I feel bad about right. that. Right. What about Palantir? I remember that company. Everyone was yeah. buying Palantir. Everybody was buying Palantir. I never really understood Palantir. So I kept my allocation to Palantir very small. Uh, I still don't really understand Palantir. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like everyone was buying into that stock. and Oh, I was it, wrong it, about Robinhood. Robinhood, sure. Robinhood. Sure, what were we terrible. wrong about? Uh, well, first of all, the thought that there's no way a stock brokerage could trade for their cash value. Oh, they can trade below it. <laughs> right? right? They fell hard. Right. So that that's one I was definitely wrong on. Sure. Oh, yeah. One thing I can say is uh, what I really feel bad about is, and, and this is, I just have to mentally deal with this, and it's contributed to 2022 being such a hard year. And I don't want to make this like a hard conversation. No, no please, right? this is, oh, it's, it's this a is a space. shrink. It's, it's a, a lesson. It's, yeah. it's a safe, sweaty space. It is. It is. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. It's okay, Kevin. It's safe here. <laughs> um, the, um, me selling on, yeah. on Jan 21. Yes. The next uh, uh, day was a Saturday, and mm. that's when I said, I, I tweeted during stock market open sell. The next day was a Saturday. It took me like 24 hours to put the video together because it needed to be detailed. Like, right. why did I do this? Sure, because it's a big wanna, deal. It's a you big don't want to sound emotional. And right. it's, it's a big deal, and I've been thinking about this for like weeks. Some people today, uh, thankfully, comment. They're like, no, what? we saw the signs leading up. Like, you were giving the hints that you were having this dilemma. Right. Anyway, the, the problem I, that... I faced is that a lot of folks say, well, Thank Kevin, you. how is it that one day, you know, on the 19th, you're saying buy the dip. And then on the 21st, you're saying sell. And it's because the uh, threshold of what I expected of pain hadn't yet reached the level of, oh my gosh, I need to switch. Right. And it wasn't until the 21st that everything came together for me. And I said, oh my gosh, I have to sell. Now the next day, trading day was the 24th. Stocks were higher. Right. So it's like, you could have sold for more than I did, right? right? But I still get that hate now today of, oh, well, you're a flip-flopper. Or the worst, flip-flopper's okay. I'll go with that. I, I change my mind a lot. I do. I change sure. my mind all the freaking time. Sure. And you have to. I think you As have to. As new information comes You have in. to, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I have to change your mind. Um, but what hurts me the most is when people say, you were selling while you were saying buying, which is never true. No, it's Like, not true, that yeah. is just like... That hits me hard because, and then I'm going to get off this topic in like 10 seconds, but like I'm a big fan of like Plato and Aristotle and like live the good life, do the right thing. Right. Long story short, that's what kills me and like sure. crumbles me to the core. It's the same thing that gets to me too. When people put in question the intentions that I had, even though I was wrong maybe for something, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's not your intention to lead anyone astray. And you try to be as transparent about it as possible because that's really the only thing you can do. And I will say mm -hmm. when you sold... A lot of people use that as an opportunity to maybe talk about like, oh, you should never sell and, you know, statistics say otherwise. But I will say at your level, I feel like coming to your defense is at, at someone's net worth when it's $30 million, there's a huge difference between you sitting out of the market. Let's say if that was your decision to just stop investing for a year, right. that's fine for someone whose net worth is $30 million. Sure. But for someone who's trying to build their net worth, yeah, it's not worth trying to time the market because they're not, people are not as plugged in as maybe we are every day trying to look at the next, you know, FOMC meeting, things like that. There. So 
for the average person, yes, continue investing statistics point to that's the best result. But for someone in your position, I've always felt like even when that happened, I was like, listen, Kevin knows the rules. Considering his circumstances, he's allowed to break them. Well, one of the things that's important as well is because I, I do talk by the dip. I do talk buy and hold, right? One of the things that makes this so much more complicated is I knew I was going to launch this real estate company and I knew I was going to launch these ETFs that were launching. So here I am. I'm like, I need capital mm -hmm. this year. And if I don't preserve that capital, I can't start what are my dream businesses. Right. And so it, in January, I was looking at it like, I might not be able to do my businesses if I don't sell. Right. So I had this like personal extra layer of, of pain, which is like, I won't be able to chase my dream if I don't have a, a sure. minimum level right. of capital. How sure. does YouTube fit into your plan now that you have these other Ooh. businesses that you are sure. very invested in? How does YouTube, do you see yourself doing YouTube long term? Oh, yeah. I, I don't see myself getting off of YouTube at any time in the future. In fact, I think YouTube has this like benefit to the other businesses to where mm -hmm. so one of them is, is a real estate business where we'll buy fixer uppers and rent them out short long medium term anyway if i could say hey agents like we close our deals we can buy your deals cash bring us your fixers we can build a relationship real estate is a people business and if i could leverage youtube in full transparency like hey anybody got deals please text me send them to me like i want those deals i want to work with you and it's win-win for everyone it's win-win for the seller the agent for me everybody wins Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, with that said, let's go to level four. Level four means shirts coming off. Delicate number. Oh, yeah. Am I the first guest? You will be the first guest. I am not off. worked out. I don't have a six pack. I, uh, I'm just a little. I'm just a little, little Photoshop, dude. you know? A little dude, yeah. I will say you've got a nice tan going. I <laughs> oh, like that. Thanks, man. That's I wish true. I, I This I is wish actually I had a lot day. better. It is. I'm no, cheating. it helps a lot. It helps a lot. Now I feel like I'm cheating, though. It makes me want to. coming off next. We'll blur that. I'm considering taking my shirt off. It is so hot. Level four. Here we go. Now this you're gonna feel oh, pretty bad. So just absorb it. Take Thank your time. You for the warning. Oh yeah, baby. It's energizing me. Woo! I'm like the Energizer Bunny. You're a monster, Kevin. Ooh. We should have monsters in here. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We have at least one. <laughs> it like burns your nostrils. Jen. No. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Hey. It's me, it's me everybody. <laughs> I've always been inspired by your work ethic and your and your hunger, and I don't understand where it comes from because I feel like to anyone on the outside of your life, looking in, you kind of have everything I think most people strive toward, whether it's a high net worth, whether it's a family, like mm -hmm. what drives you still to be as competitive and as ambitious as you still are? I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I, I do have an anxiety problem and the way I best cure my anxiety is by working. By working. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird sometimes. And it's so terrible. And I think it's one of my biggest flaws is that I could spend some time playing with my kids, spend an hour playing a video game with them or two hours playing with them or going to Dave and Buster's or whatever. And then I hit this threshold. I'm like, gotta, gotta go back to work. <laughs> and it's like, it's terrible. Like, with it's withdrawals. A terrible yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's literally like work withdrawals. And I think it's a terrible thing. I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. Because that's always in the head. It's like, no, 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 do this, do this, no, 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 this is better. You can be more efficient if you do this. Sure. It's like sure. demons up there. Sure. And so, but what's funny is like people email me like, Kevin, I'm considering investing with you. But oh, no. Oh. Caught it. Careful. It's really hot. It is. Oh, my gosh. Could I'm considering investing with you. But Kevin, how do you have the time in the day to do it? And I'm like, 
I got the time. <laughs> you really do. Is there is there something that you grew up with, maybe your dad, where he instilled something in you, or was it is it something that you could pass along to your kids that you've learned about your own work ethic, as far as what you're doing that makes you as successful as you are? Was there is there anything that you can pass on to people to take that same quality, or is that something you're born with? Is that something you worked on? You know, I think one of the biggest uh, motivations that I ever had was uh, because I was an immigrant. All of my family was in Germany, sure. so I never really had family. Were they poor? No, no. So that's different. That's my, where you and I are different. But but, but my mom and dad were. Your, your mom and dad. My were parents poor. were broke because okay. they went through a divorce. Uh, my dad's car gets repoed. My dad's house goes into foreclosure. Okay. Um, my mom's living paycheck to paycheck, trying to do odd jobs or whatever. But every time we'd visit Germany on the worst seat in the plane because we had no money. I went and saw their lifestyle. Right. They had the movie theater business, which they still do today. They're, oh, we got a movie theater over there, over there, over there. And and uh, my, my cousin, Dominic, he's such a great guy, such a hard worker. You know, he'll walk in and first of all, everybody's just like, oh, Dominic, what, what do you need? And, and Dominic's like, do this now. You know, all in the German accent. Schnell. Schnell, schnell, schnell. Why are you working so slow? <laughs> like seeing them work hard and then succeed because right. of their hard work, while we were in the slum, I think that was probably what, what was a triggering factor for me. Like, I, I'll never forget that memory of being in the ATM line uh, where they had the old pneumatic tubes at, um, what was it before Chase? It was Whamu, yes. Washington Mutual, right? Yep. Uh, first savings account ever there. Anyway, my dad's like, you know, tube comes. I'm like... Toys R Us is right next to her. Dad, we can get that Bionicle, right? This is back when they came yeah. in the little plastic things. Heck yeah. Those tubes, they're so good. Before they went oval, the round ones. Yes. Because right? you could stack them on the other one, whatever. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm like, oh, we can get a Bionicle. It's only $14. Uh, and my dad takes out 20s. Uh, at least I thought it was 20s. It was 120. And I'm like, Dad, that's that's not enough for dinner and a Bionicle. What are you doing? Get another 20s. Like, Kevin, I only have eight left. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not sustainable. And I'm seven. Right. Right. So yeah. uh, that fear combined with that contrast of Europe right. is like, right. I never want that. And I want that. Mm. I, I that's think that's so fascinating. That really wow. is. And you were how old at the time when you were visiting Europe and your family? Uh, oh, so I grew up with that. Mm. So I would visit at three. Not that I'd remember that, but I'd visit at five. And I think you might remember between three and five, like, oh, they have cool things, right? You might remember that. Sure. Oh, they're right. the ones who always give me gifts when <laughs> the I rich come, right? parents, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. they're the ones who have stuff to give. Okay, yeah. great. And then at seven, you're like... You feel intimidated going sure. to their house because you're just like, oh, I don't have this. I live in carpet and vinyl and our car just... And you're embarrassed to invite them over to your house? Oh, God, like, yeah. Oh. No, it's like, please stay in a hotel. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, those are those are some childhood lows and, I think, traumas uh, that uh, that I never want to... Yeah. Isn't it crazy how as it gets hotter, you get faster? Am I speaking faster? You are. Yeah, it's because it's sorry. getting hotter. No, no, no. You're going to have to, like, I've... take me and go, like, point eight. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Take a, take a everybody, sip of water. Everybody does. There's something about the heat that it's almost like we subconsciously want to just rush through it. Yeah. So... My heart rate is twice, I feel like. What is it right now? Heart rate. I'm going to find oh, that yeah, out. But let's see. Uh, I feel my heart rate. Uh, I would say usually I am resting, like, if we're just talking, 50. 50, okay. You know, okay. normally. This has got to be 120. At least, yeah. Okay, it said 162 a minute ago. Jesus, okay. I was going to ask, because I know that people are going to get mad at me if I don't ask. We have to address what happened to millennial money. Yeah, so, um, first of all, I love in person. Like, connecting. Yes, with, this with is the best. Yeah. It's yes, the best. Like, absolutely. sweating with you and sweating with you. When you're here, I can touch you. Yeah. I can feel you. You're real. I could never do that in this dumb metaverse or, or uh, you know, Zoom call or whatever, right? Not that I... 
go to podcasts to touch people and you know that's inappropriate <laughs> but there's something about you know the chit chat after the chit chat sure. before the the uh, you know actually looking at facial expressions see a lot of times if you want to be like super polite on zoom you have to look at yourself like yes. a camera make sure you're smiling yeah <laughs> okay i'm dying now yes. i'm dying yeah, it's, well... it's not by body it's okay. my heart <laughs> okay okay kevin you've got one more level to promote and talk about anything you want all right i will take a sip Promote and talk about, well, I mean, I don't want it to go to Not, not that you're going to get I'd many customers. There's a pretty small podcast. But... I would ask whatever you want. You ask. Okay. All right, we're taking it up to level five. You guys, I don't know how long I'm going to last in here, but probably not very long. I haven't had a sip of water. Here we go. Level five. Outro with level five. Yeah. And then that way we can talk. Take one of those. Yeah, please. Just in case this Q&A goes a little longer. Kevin, would you like one? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Baptism. <laughs> You have now been baptized. <laughs> By Andre's ladle. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now you can stall stock horses not feeling guilty about it. <laughs> I sweated it all. You know, I actually, thats it's nice that you actually bring that up because I don't feel guilt about selling any of my programs. No, I don't think anyone should. I feel proud I don't uh, think about should. my content. No, yeah. everyone is, is, is free to create whatever product they want. And I feel like the people that are criticizing that, I, I don't know. Like I can see their perspective in terms of, yeah, Broad market index funds probably do better for the majority of people, but mm. I mean, I don't still, think I'm going to make it to five. Okay. Because my heart rate's going to go to 190. Got it. And <laughs> level five, please promote Series A. Talk about that. Okay. So, well, now it's going to be the elevator pitch. Uh, <laughs> so you could go to househack.com. If you're an accredited investor, you could join me in my uh, founder shares investment. This is where we're actually selling shares with no dilution, uh, which most companies that are real estate companies sell for two or three times the money they raise. So if we raise 100 mil, we should be worth two to 300 million. Slow down. But we're selling the shares at $1 equals $1. Yeah. So there should be an easy two or three X built in. I can't guarantee that, obviously. And you need to read the PPM uh, for the solicitation. This isn't a solicitation. But uh, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to restrict all of my compensation to really stringent lockups after IPO. Okay. So I can't like dump and bail after IPO. And uh, the founding investors have had to have at least probably a double, at least a 50% return. You know, something where they're exiting like, oh, I made lots of money. Let me do another deal with Kevin. Because this is my reputation on the line. Good. Okay. Right. Well, what's the goal? Raise as much money as possible. Uh, beat Invitation Homes and BlackRock. Start in the future of fintech and software as a services division. And there, uh, there you go. <laughs> future future billionaire right oh, here. Stop. Kevin. By the way, we should coin the term sauna pitch because I feel like sauna elevator pitch. pitch yeah. It's not even, it doesn't even sauna. compare. No, right. sauna pitch I mean, is way better. So much cool you know, there are some elevator rides. You're going to Kevin. skyscraper. But I have questions for you guys oh, really quick. Oh okay, oh so really quick. Um, best and worst part about your job. Ooh, okay, best job is, can best job, best part of the job Connecting with people, 100%. Oh, there's that Zoom thing, the millennial 100%. money thing. 100%. There is yeah. something about just being with people in a room I agree. and connecting with them genuinely, yeah. human to human, that's really special. The best part is meeting people. And, and the worst part people. is just reading the comments, connecting. actually. <laughs> the are so bad. The faceless comments, man. And you look, they've been, you know, a commenter for two days or something, you know, it's yeah. just cancer. But please, yeah. check out Kevin's channel. And we'll provide a link right in the description. They were in there. We shared everything in there. We did. That was really fun. Oh, it was so fun. Yeah. Wow, so it's so funny. Thanks you know, for coming. The way over here, we you know, I get in the car and I'm like, oh, Andre, I, I showered, but I forgot my hair gel. Do you have any? He's like, oh, don't worry. You'll sweat you it off. I'm it. like, Vegas ain't that hot today. It's like 90. Like, it's not that. Why, what do you mean? Kevin had no idea we were going to do a sauna in the podcast. He just, I just texted you. You're like, you want to do a podcast? 
podcast, you're like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and that's it. That's as much research as he did. He just stopped there. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. It's pretty much. Yeah. No, I I'm like, what's the name? I, I figured it out. Yeah. You know, it's just, sorry. But thank you for giving me the shirt off your back. That was very kind. But yeah, man. No, I'm, to serve. Here's the thing. I don't think you can bet against America, though. Uh, and, and there are a lot of folks betting against America right now that, uh, oh, you know, don't invest in stocks, don't invest in real estate. This is, you know, the end. It's Weimar Republic, you know. Right. Mm, I think that's a mistake. Yeah. yeah. You were originally from Germany and then ended up, now you're in California. Do you see yourself being in California with the family, all of you in, in California long term? Oh yeah, I won't leave California. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so great. Uh, the yeah. only way I would leave California is if I could get the same weather. And so the only way I could get the same weather would be, uh, well, I mean, part of Australia, but not as great. Uh, you could get in SoCal, which is where I am. You could get it around the Mediterranean because it's the Mediterranean climate, but I don't want to live in North Africa. Mm-hmm. I uh, don't really want to live in Nice, France, and uh, because the French, I'm told, don't like the Germans, and I'm German. Not that I, like I really identify not with really cultures German. and stuff, yeah. but like, but but people they see Pafroth, and yeah. like, oh, I don't like Germans, you know. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Like I, I've I met my wife in Paris. Like I love France, right? But I don't know that I could live there and assimilate. Uh, and then so then you're into like. Uh, Monaco, uh, but you know That's where like they the do most the most expensive place in the world. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. but but then, where are the kids? Yeah. You know now mm. now you're just in like this like you know millionaires billionaires place. It's like where's the fun? Like, <laughs> we both say yeah. that like in a rich neighborhood, it's the yeah. boring stuff. It's boring. All the poor boring. kids have the best childhood. Uh, that's and what I'm. So I grew. So I grew up. I mean, like same. We, yeah. You break fire extinguishers, you climb walls, <laughs> Nothing, you, know, yeah. you break stuff, you climb yes. on tractors and construction sites, yes. you throw fart bombs back into the ice cream truck you bought it from. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right. that's like the poor entertainment, it right? It is. So, um, yeah, like, I, I can't I can't live there. I got to be able to go down to the local, like, Tiki Hut and, and have a Mai Tai. Like, I, I, you know, I, I don't think money changes yet, you know? I, at least I hope it does yeah, but yeah, so it amplifies it. I don't yeah. want to be in any of those places. For me, it as long as Ventura, where I am, doesn't get saturated with the homelessness problem, which knock on wood, we're very fortunate. We we don't have that problem there. It's terrible and needs to be dealt with. That's why I ran for governor to try to deal with it. I get comments mm. by the way today. People are like, "Hey man, you're always complaining about all these problems in California. Why don't you like run for office and do something about it?" Like I like, did. Mm. <laughs> yeah. How often do you get recognized? Uh, yeah, I don't go out that much. Okay. Uh, but uh, when you do, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, they're they're definitely all hey, Kevin, you know, the fist bumps sure. and stuff like that. Probably more when you had the green hair. Oh, that definitely stood out. Yeah. yeah. I will say, and this is a very bad. This is not marital advice. Uh, when I had the green hair, I went to uh, what's that club? And one of the clubs here in Vegas. Oh my gosh! Everybody wants to dance with you. <laughs> it is really, really fun. Like dating all, advice for me, Kevin. All yeah. the hot girls want to dance with you. Yeah. <laughs> you like, heard it here first. Well, well, because so I had red hair. After that, the red hair wasn't fluorescent. The green mm. hair was it glowed. Right. So when you'd get like the the. Psh- and everything uh, smoky and the right. lasers and this goes you just see like all these shadows <laughs> and then a green bulb <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh yeah I guess, you know thinking about it psychologically I guess it shows a certain degree of confidence I guess you're gonna so. rock it does. the green hair I love that it's like I feel like people are attracted to confidence in general so I so that. badly want to dye my hair again 
Uh, but now I'm, I'm launching a company and you know, the attorneys, oh my gosh. So we've got this one attorney, he actually multiple attorneys, uh, and, and they all tell me the same, Kevin, Kevin, you, when you, when you do the launch video, you have to be in a suit. And I'm like, dude, it's YouTube, man. I don't want to be a suit. Yeah. They're like, you have to be a suit. The SEC's watching. Finn was watching. Uh, and I'm like, you guys, it's so annoying. Like, every single day, I get a message from this compliance attorney. And he's like, oh, why would you tweet that? Oh, why would you say that? And I'm like, you give me chest pain. I'm sending you tequila. <laughs> so you just need to chill the F out. It is so terrible. They're so worried about, like, liability. It's, it's like, cancerous. Dude, Kevin gives me Nicolas Cage vibes. Oh, no. <laughs> the way that you like animate, it's the best. I love it. Even in the sauna, you have full energy, which Dude, it's the I best. gotta, gotta oh commend. Gosh. You're a trooper. I used yeah. to go uh, back when malls were a thing. I remember I'd go to the mall with Lauren, and I had this like weird shoulder thing. So I, it was almost like I had a tick. And I remember once I'm, I'm walking with Lauren, just walking. And then I uh, like, I didn't know this, but there was this lady with like a bunch of bags, this older lady, and she's walking a little faster than us, which usually I walk fast, but I guess I wasn't at that point. And she's walking faster and she's kind of coming up to my right. And I just go, he goes, ah, <laughs> just like whack her in the face. Oh no. Oh no. Oh jeez. Yeah. So yeah, it animated that. I don't know why that came up. But. And is that where Don't Sue Me Bro came from? Yeah, there it is. Yeah, it was that <laughs> nose break. <laughs> yeah, Don't Sue Me Bro is so funny, you know. It's, it's, it's so interesting going back to, uh, like, the, the foundations of YouTube. Like, the whole Don't Sue Me Bro. I, I've found it's better just not to criticize other people. Yeah. Uh, and, and I fell into this really bad trap of, oh, well, that gets views because people like drama. Right. It's not sustainable. It's a really bad thing. Uh, and so uh, I've, I've really tried to uh, be okay with, first of all, myself. And that has only really happened within the last, like, month. It's mm -hmm. crazy. I, I think I told you in there that it's, like, only in September now have I actually felt great again. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the reasons is I've just looked in the mirror and go, Kevin, you are a flip-flopper. Maybe you're even a little bit of a weenie baby, <laughs> you know? Sure. And it's like... Just being okay with who you are right. is, is, has been useful. I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with flip-flopping and changing your mind because that's how you learn. You know, I think one of the things for business at least I've noticed is uh, I change my mind a lot because if something's not working, I won't do it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the worst thing is if, let's say for example with this new company, which, which I'm very confident about because we've done this successfully in the past, but let's say we do something new at that company and it's like, okay, let's hire three engineers and work on a project. Well, three engineers is going to cost us 600K in payroll plus another 50% for the taxes, workers' comp, fringe benefits, and everything. Now we're at $900,000 plus whatever. We're basically at a million dollars for a three-person project, right? And if that project isn't working, I would be doing a disservice to myself and shareholders to not cut that out right, right? Uh, and so it's really really important that if there are things telling you this is bad stop listen to those signals right. you know i had a i had a construction company where what i learned was when i did construction for myself and i was in control of the project like we will be on our projects uh we came in under budget fast things just flowed they were great as soon as i took on other clients people like you no, I'm just kidding, because you had a contractor here, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I did, I did. Your place is great. Your place I did, is great. I did. No, but you want things it. a certain way, right? <laughs> yeah. No, your remodel is beautiful. 
no, what, what I mean when I say you is when you take on other people's vision, uh, you take on liability for everything, the entire project, right? And it's very easy to become unprofitable in that space. And it wasn't the space I wanted to be in, so I shut down the whole company. Right. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm never doing construction for anybody else. Right. Uh, and so can I do construction where, like what we have now, where I have a team of four people <clears throat> and they can coordinate. Okay, Nick, you're in charge of coordinating house one, two, three, you're in charge of coordinating house three, four, five, or you know, four, five, six, and they know the formula. That's our cabinet guy, that's our plumber, that's the electrician, and they just have to go and check and go, you do this, you do this, right? right? That's the way to make money. I, I think people are, I think the, the worry or the hard, the problem is, is where do you draw the line between abandoning something that is a good idea, yeah. but you know, sometimes a good idea is take a while to flesh out. And it's like, did we, did we abandon it too early? Should we keep mm. going? I've never felt that. You never felt no, that? No, so, I've, I've never felt that because mm -hmm. you see, you know, a lot of people, they come to me and, and they'll say, Kevin, I, I want to start a business. And they're like, I want to do Matterport scanning, for example. And the first thing they do is they're like, all right, all right, all right. should I do an LLC? And, and then do I do that in Wyoming or Delaware or California? And then, okay, well, now I need this and that and insurance and trademarks and patents and all this crap. And they haven't made a dime yet. You know, my vision is go make money. You have no money. Go make some money. Right. Prove that you can make money with the model. Right. If you can't make money with the model, don't do it. Right. And so I think a lot of people get stuck in this rut of, well, it's bound to take off at some point. And for some things... As long as the signs are pointing to growth, that's fair. Like in real estate, it took me 11 months to close my first deal. But I knocked on so many doors and called so many people that I had my first client within 28 days, a listing on a six-unit apartment building. I had four clients by month four where I was showing them homes and first-time homebuyers. That's growth. If I'm a real estate agent and I'm two years in the business and I still haven't sold a single home, you shouldn't be in the business, right. Right? right? You are misplaced. Go get a job, you know? Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong. So the Uber driver on the way over here, he says um, he, he works uh, at the Genius Bar at Apple, and he does Uber on the side. And uh, I said, hey, what can you do to get into, like, software at Apple? You know, you've gotten in. They know your work ethic. And so and then he started kind of walking through some of the steps, and I'm like, well, what's holding you back? And it was like, oh, well, you know, I just haven't gotten around to looking for apartments in San Diego because if I go to San Diego, more people are more likely to get in the software programs there. And mm -hmm. I'm like, just do it. Right. Like, just move. Go. Like, this weekend, you could be packing and go. Right. And so uh, I'm an action taker. Sure. And then I get results fast. And they're either positive or negative. If they're negative, I, I quit. If they're positive, I keep going. He's yeah. like, Kevin made me quit my job. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Kevin exposed. Yeah. It's so interesting because I think about people from that perspective, and I think it's so powerful taking action. And I feel like people in that position are operating from oftentimes a place of fear or some kind of anxiety about oh, yeah. what happens. So I wonder, are, do you consider yourself to be not very risk averse? Like you're a risk taker, you're comfortable with oh, yeah. taking risks. And is that something that you've developed over time or has that just been how you've always been? Uh, I think uh, something that does hold a lot of folks back is that fear of failure. And so what, what I've told myself is I will not know if I will succeed if I don't leave it to the market. And that actually takes a lot of stress away. So for example, I got my Series 65 license so I can become a financial advisor and I can run three ETFs. Those could all bomb. That's fine. I'll put my own money into it. It's fine. I'll never know if the market doesn't tell me. I'll never know how much money we could raise if I don't do my raise for House Hack, the real estate company. You know, it, it's been 
three business days as of yesterday's tally, we raised over, what, $12.8 million already. Uh, and, and that's really great for three business days. And so I would have never known that if I never got to the launch. So I will say in August, I had a lot of anxieties. I'm like, what if we raised $100,000 you know, the first week and it bombs and it sucks? I told myself, I go, well, then you know. And then guess what? You don't do it. <laughs> you know, the right. market tells you, you are either a good agent or you're not. If the market says you suck, do something else. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like you don't get views on YouTube. Don't make YouTube videos. Sure. You know, it's the same thing. Well, it's interesting you mentioned the whole kind of negativity aspect because I was so excited as a creator to see like the next meet Kevin, the next Graham Stefan. I'm like, oh, these kids are going to be so much younger and smarter and more talented than any of us will sure. be. And then the market tanked. And I feel like guys like us, we were the byproduct of our time. Like we would try to make sense of the market and the craziness that was NFTs and crypto and all this stuff. <laughs> it was it was fun. Oh yeah. And I feel like now it's now that the market is down, it's more about how do we harness an emotion? How do we market the psychology of what yeah. people feel, which yeah. is negativity? Oh. Because I know people are frustrated. Yes. Who are they frustrated at? Oh, this guy. Or the faces. Right. Let's go make a video about you. And so what makes me sad is like I wanted the next future of creators to be the positive, better versions of what we're doing. And instead, I feel like it's just sensationalism. And it's not even it's not even journalism with integrity. It's just like knowingly they just make videos that are not based on any fact. And w the reason I ask you this is because I know that when you first started, that was kind of the approach you did with yeah. Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone. Yeah. I don't know if yeah, we're allowed to say it. But okay, so Grant, right? And, and based on that, you built somewhat of a loyal fan base to where you were able to leverage into something crazy. So can we truly fault any of the other creators for kind of doing the same thing? Uh, no, I, I don't think you can because that is what does get views, right? right. The actual content doesn't sell. That's right. not sexy, right? right? That's not fun. And so I started with Grant Cardone with, hey, uh, uh, here's what you know Grant Cardone's thing is. Oh, it's a brilliant business model, but I disagree that he tells you you shouldn't buy your first home. I think everybody should buy their first home. And then I go into why. Unfortunately, when you start talking about somebody, even if you start talking innocently about like, oh, well, here's some more perspective on it it's very easy to get caught up in negativity because now all the comments are like, I knew that guy was shady. Right, right. And then you're like, wait, but I was just adding some perspective. Right. But then subconsciously it turns into, but what if, what if this is shady? And then you cast it in a shady light, you know? And now all of a sudden people are like, that's right, he's a scammer, he's a fraud. Yeah. Everybody's a fraud and a sure. scammer. No, everything on the internet is now a scam. Yeah, everything, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is know. bad. It is, uh, is what it is. Do you guys think it will go through kind of like markets? Will, yes, you know, go I think so too. It's highly cycles. dependent on, yeah. on the market. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, this is like the, you know, buckle up, you're gonna be in the crappy year of 2020. And then sure. when, when things start rebounding and, and actually stabilizing up longer, then, um, then we'll go back to, I think that the Doge coins and the, well, the game stops, oh, yeah. all of that will be there again. And the euphoria and, will be there again. Yeah. And then that's when those creators will talk about those things because that's what gets the views. And, and if anything, I mean, one cool thing to know about it and, and like, this gets me really excited about that next cycle that you bring in. It's so brilliant is we've been through the whole cycle then. And then like the YouTube cycle. Right. And so we're going to know. Right. Right. So when it's in that hype phase, uh, we can say, look, we've been through this hype phase. Sure. Be warned. Sure. Right. <laughs> Although like it's tough though, because 
So I tried it with GameStop. I'm like, guys, this isn't sustainable. Like, even you just throw in that remark. Oh, no, they didn't want to hear it. Suit, yeah. shill, sure. bought out. <laughs> yeah. What, you, you tell me GameStop can't go to a million per share? You liar. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's You've it's been paid. I, I just recently yeah. got... Um, really a lot of hate from the amc community uh what what did you say well it wasn't that i did anything it was that so i filed for these three etfs and um the underwriter which is just mm. a service provider it's like a whole foods or it's like your pharmacist right the underwriter uh, uh like a month later underwrote uh a short fund on amc <laughs> and so somebody's like oh that's it there's the connection. The underwriter right. has connections to Citadel. He's going to short Kevin everything. Kevin has connections to the underwriter. Right. Therefore, Kevin is, has connections it's to short Citadel, AMC. Yeah. He's a suit. That's <laughs> it. And so I became like the face of like the evil AMC man. And I, I didn't even know what was going on. All of a sudden, I was getting all these AMC hate comments like, what's going on? And I'm like, I go, what are they talking about? I didn't even recognize the company. Right. It would be like somebody like, well, you shop at Whole Foods. And you're like, what's Whole Foods? Yeah. That's what I felt like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, people are brilliant wow. and hilarious. It's amazing. Yeah. On YouTube, do you guys, are you surprised often by people's reactions? Or at this point, do you pretty accurately know, like, oh, I'm posting this video, here's what I think people are going to say, and then is it kind of in line with what you think it's going to be like? I get blindsided. Ooh. What about you? Like, you study more than I do. You, you, you're, I you, do. you and Graham are way better than me at that. Yeah. Because I think you guys are, see, this is what, where you guys have these huge edges, I think. You are in tune with what people believe. Emotions, yeah. And, and the, like the, Emotions, that EQ, yeah. right? Yeah. That emotional quotient, right? That's brilliant, and it's so necessary because you might, uh, uh, you know, go through um, like, oh, should I make a video on why I don't want to invest in AMC? Not that you've ever thought that. Sure, okay, sure, I'm not sure. saying, sure. but you might filter that in your head and go, stupid. It's only going to be shown to the AMC community, and then they're gonna hate me, right? Yes. Uh, so I think you have that same uh, degree of thought. The difference is. You've reached a level. <laughs> you've reached a level to where it doesn't matter to you, it, which I think is it's, it's it's not that bad. I mean, it is bad. I think for your mental health. Yeah, that's true. And I think sometimes that leads you to make decisions that are maybe short-sighted. Yes. But I think you've reached a point where you can do that, and it doesn't really matter. I hope it doesn't matter, but it uh, it does hurt, like you say. Yeah. It's the, the it mental hurts. impact. Yeah. It mean, doesn't matter. You, you perform, right? Yeah. Like, how is that for you? Like the yeah. mental. Oh, it's such a good question. I think there's a lot of similarity in terms of creating video content online in a comment section yeah. and being a performer. I think when you're in a room with someone, you don't have as many of the keyboard warriors who are yeah, yeah, yeah. able to kind of hide behind that anonymity. So fortunately, most of the people who come to the show are a pretty supportive group as a whole. So, so I have this theory that um, on YouTube, you either live long enough to uh, what was it? Die a hero or die a hero, become the villain. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's really what your career option is. You yeah. either die a hero or you Probably. become the villain. Yeah. And I feel like mm. we, we, with, with as a creator, we go through these like these cycles, right? And if you're on the platform long enough, you get sometimes sometimes you make a mistake or you say something or people go through the psycho psychology cycle where they blame you for something. You'll get to this point where it's like you really want to quit, and I feel like you've kind of been through that, oh, where it's like you've enough. been through crazy crazy cycles. Mm. Now, if you can get through it to the point where you will continue doing what you do, mm -hmm. you'll become like a top tier creator because at that point, you, you just say what you want to say. You don't even care anymore. 
you you just speak your mind to like <laughs> unapologetic yeah. kind of way. If you want to watch the perspective, watch. Exactly. If you don't, then don't. Right. Know? I think that's ultimately what the algorithm really is. You know, I think we're always trying to figure out like, oh, what's the algorithm? The algorithm is really just trying to replicate people. Yeah. What, what, it, what it do follows people? people. Yeah, exactly. it follows what people. What do they want? And, yeah. and if people want finance content, our views go up. Yeah, that's when we go trending. Yeah. If people don't want finance content, that's when we're in the lull, you know. And it's the worst part of YouTube is is the down. Yeah, the down. But um, I think you're right. If if you can get through the down, then you only have an up ahead of you. Right. <laughs> you know, take two weeks off of YouTube. Right. Your views start looking like that <laughs> just by posting true. again. True. <laughs> true. 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 Do, do you see yourself doing YouTube for the next couple of years, or I don't think I'll stop really ever making YouTube videos because I, I, I think I love sharing my perspective. It's, but Kevin, yeah, I thought yeah, you yeah. said you were going to quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 60 years ago, <laughs> Kevin, you said you were going to quit. You yeah. see your video in 2022? <laughs> you said you were quitting. What, that's, what, that's another tough thing is a lot of people read the title. Yeah, and, and they don't watch the video. They don't watch the video. Right. Because, for example, in my last video where I said, uh, quitting YouTube. I said in the video, I will be back when I launch my company. So I was, I took time off. I, I studied for my test. I passed my test. I launched the company, you know, got my house situated and stuff. Uh, and, and so I'm ready to be back. Uh, and so I came back and then everybody's just like, I thought you quit unsub. And it's just like, well, you didn't unsub then. And now well, I, don't, well, I, don't, I, just, I feel like as, as non-creators, people generally don't understand the concept of Trojan horse titles. Oh yeah. yeah. Where it's like, if you, the market is collapsing, it's not your belief that it will. It's not your sure. prediction. That's you're just you're addressing about. something yeah. that maybe a headline that you saw was, I just don't think people see it. You're that injecting way. yourself into that conversation. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. I always think about it as like, you're sitting at a, a at a, a bar, uh, and uh, there are different tables at every different table. You have a different topic. Right. And, uh, you know, if, if you're like the clown who runs into the, uh, uh, the bar screaming and making noise, people are like, Oh, that person's annoying. Like we don't want to watch that person. Right. But if you sit down at one of the tables and you're like, Hey guys, let me tell you about wedge deals. Right. And everybody's like, oh, I want to hear about this. You know, like that's what you want your videos to be. Is right. Where other people are like, yeah, I want to hear this story at the bar. Right. If you can't tell the story at the bar. Right. At least in our world, I feel like I don't belong on YouTube. But yeah, like I want to sit down at the market crash table. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, let's debate the market crash. Right. Mm. Now people are like, oh, you're a clown. I knew it. Yeah, you're yeah, with yeah, the yeah. clowns. Oh, yeah. I bought a clown mask. I, I saw a, that. You went hard nose. on that. Yeah. You leaned into it. You know, I, I found that's one of the best things to do. Yeah. You know, like um, I have uh, – uh, like one one of the things that's like the drama things going on right now uh, is uh, I, I got charged with a DUI. Okay. Uh, I don't think uh, anything will come of that. Uh, but uh, the what I want to do is I want to make like merch of it. <laughs> like don't yeah. breathalyze me, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. lean into it, and I really use it as like a campaign to to uh, advocate for don't be over the limit, right? And so one of the most dangerous things is uh, people don't know what their limit is. And so I've done a lot of studying since since that time and I feel like I really feel enlightened and I really wanna share it, that uh, breathalyzers, for example, have gotten a lot more accurate than they used to be. Like back when I was a police explorer for three years, uh, we, I, we did breathalyzers. Mm -hmm. Blow, 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 like I did that as a police explorer, right? So I was on the other side, I learned nystagmus and everything. And uh, one of the neat things is you can buy portable breathalyzers today. And you can know what your limit is, right? So if you're, see, it's not illegal to have a glass of wine at dinner and drive. It's illegal to be impaired 
to the point where, where your functions uh, or, or your faculties are, are, are not functioning anymore. Uh, and that sets in at like a 0.05, legal limit 0.08, stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, the reason I'm bringing that up uh, is because uh, I think if you lean into bad things that happen in your life and look at them as like, hey, you know, you make a mistake, everybody makes mistakes, what can you do to not only learn from it yourself, but then if, if you know, one person listens to this and, you know, they do a little portable breathalyzer and they're like, oh, I need to wait. You know, I'm going to just sit down again at the beach for another hour or whatever. And that saves one person's life. That's worth it. And so I'll, I'll lean into anything that's embarrassing or, or bad just to try to uh, help. And I think that's what we do on YouTube. You know? No, yeah, I, I think there's a double-edged sword to that. Because on one hand, you're right, it does help. But on the other hand, at least in today's psychology, yeah. in the, today's market, I feel like it sets a precedent potentially to where it's like, oh, if I make enough videos about Kevin to annoy him, yeah. he might come on my channel. Oh, and that actually, is true. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel like that's the downside. And so my approach has always been, I'm not saying it's the right one. It's just what I'm doing is, is if I ever see anything negative, and I don't try to leave, I don't try to, find it i don't try to watch that even if i see a video of, of sure. like my thumbnail just scroll or past yeah. i'll just scroll past it Good i won't watch you. it and if i ever do watch it and i'm like oh this this looks intriguing what are they saying now and if i watch it i i won't address it i won't comment it because i feel like the more attention you give it the more it blows up into something like oh they responded to me that means it has some grain of truth to it sure. and if anything at the end of the day i think all of those creators are intentional with everything they do, and I think oh, they're yeah. extremely intelligent with, with their approach. Oh, sure. And I just feel like allowing them that satisfaction of feeding mm -hmm. into it gives them that, that satisfaction, not only mentally, but also encouraging an actual, other encouraging yeah. other people to do it. I've never thought about it that way. Uh, yeah, and, and I think you're right. I actually think you're right, and it's something that, that I should consider, because uh, I, I've always been this, uh, like, hey, you know, if something's wrong, can we talk it out? Right. I don't know. I think that comes from real estate. I'm the same. I yeah. reached out to a creator privately okay. and I was like, let's zoom. I'll, I'll explain everything to yeah, you. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I did. I, I zoom called him and I, and I started explaining to him. He wouldn't have it, just would not listen, just was really rude and, and crazy. And I was like, I, I'm giving you transparent. I have no reason to like mislead you or yeah, anything. Yeah. And I could tell from the moment I started talking to him that his goal was not to hear the truth. It was, it was like, I don't to care. To find a conspiracy yeah, or whatever. But, 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 but it was from a perspective of a, a very motivated perspective of like, I don't, it's, it's not in my incentive to know the truth mm. because the truth mm. doesn't sell. What sells is he my title. You out of that. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. title and my thumbnail. I don't want to have a conscience on my, you know, yeah. where I know you're a good person. I want to be convinced that you're the devil, that I can make videos about you right. and make money. Like, that's great. So... I think in, in real estate, I always learned it's so good to, to clear the air, which is the first thing you did. Really impressive, by the way. Yeah. Like, awesome on the Titanic thing, man. That's oh, good for you, dude. Yeah. Seriously. Like, yeah. The first thing you first brought thing up, I right? did, yeah. smart. Uh, and it's so important in real estate, too, because deals, real estate is a people business. Deals sometimes have problems. Loan problems, title problems, escrow problems. What, real estate sucks. Like, there's a reason agents haven't been replaced by an app yet, okay? Like, mm -hmm. it's, there's a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, a lot of it is just damage control. Is, is, okay, we have a problem. Here's how we got to approach it with these sellers. And so I've 
just over the, a decade of being a broker, have sat down with very angry people who throw things or whatever. Right. And your goal is to deescalate, always deescalate. How can we joke our way out of this? How can we relax the situation? Hey, what's the end goal here? I don't care about the end goal. F that other person. You, right. you got to get them from that. Right. To, to thinking about, hey, in a year from now, when you're sipping that Mai Tai, aren't you going to be glad this is over? But see, that, <laughs> a, that approach works because yeah. the ultimate result of if you succeed, yeah. you help them. Yes, yes. Whereas what you're doing with social media and what I did, the end result does not help them. Oh, that's really interesting. That hurts them because you take away more content Correct. of theirs. Wow, that is enlightening, Andre. Do you see how you're... Your mediation works in that industry yeah. because it's in everyone's best interest. Yeah. But it doesn't work here. And that's why the number one policy is to ignore it because all you're doing is you are fulfilling their original intent. Damn. Andre, I did not come here expecting to get scolded. <laughs> you, you have verbally ladled me. <laughs> no, I'm ladling myself because I did no, it no, too. No, no, This is like, it's a wake up. I've, I've never considered that before. And you're right. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Thank you for spanking me. Oh, no, I spanked myself. <laughs> no, that's what I thought. And I stopped immediately once I realized, I was like, oh, they don't, they're not here to listen to the truth. You know why? Because the number one way that, to understand that that, that journalism is, has integrity is they go to the source, right? Uh, that's what you do. That's what you yeah. I have never, not once, not in any creator from I've ever seen a, a, a video that I've watched from the make, they have never reached out to me and said, hey, I'm about to make a video of you. Can you please comment on this i mean not that i'll maybe respond to all of them but at least yeah. try yeah i don't have a single message in in my inbox not on instagram not on my emails saying hey i'm about to make a video could you address this and so that's how you know the goal is not to find the truth it's just and and what's crazy is youtube rewards you know the algorithm that's how it works yeah. it's like once i make a title kevin plus let's say scam oh, yeah. i know we'll get a ton of views sure yeah. it's not in my best interest to then get to the bottom of it that's it's true. in my best interest to support my thesis. That's a that's so incredible and enlightening, and it and it's it's just yeah, you're right. Just for just put one foot in front of the other and, and forget about right. the noise. Right. Yeah, that's I, that's I, good. I think it'll help. I've, you know, well, my motto always uh, is uh, fail forward uh, and, I like uh, that. and learn. You know, yeah, as sure. you go, right? That's yeah. not, but I'd also rather fail quickly. You know, if yeah. you can fail quickly, it beats failing. That's why, hence the flip flop thing. <laughs> But uh, it go, go full circle flip flops. <laughs> but um, wow, I get you flip flops as yeah. like a parting gift. We need like branded ones. You know, <laughs> flip flops. Flop. Oh, that's yeah. the next merch idea. That's for it. You. Yeah, self flip flops. flops. Yeah, that's dude, great. I start every video with like my feet on the I, desk. I want like know, the flip flops. I want a royalty of that. Right. <laughs> no you have to get me like size four flip flops though. I don't size think they four. have. You know, I'll go to like the children's department. <laughs> Got little feet. Tiny man. I can never get my size. It's like, no, I think my actual size is like six and a half and six and like three quarter. Really? Yeah. Or, I think mine's like eight and yeah. a half. Well, I mean, that's like normal. normal <laughs> you know? yeah. Hey, I ask you guys something random. Yeah. Both of you being in the public eye, if you do make a mistake with that view of failing forward, yeah. how do you handle it? internally with yourself like do you beat yourself up over making mistakes or failing or are you kind of just like eh, i'm human like how do you just sort of yourself handle it uh it, it's it's actually hard that's one of the hardest things uh, probably the best trick that i have is uh if if something bad happened or i made a big mistake or whatever i try to write down all my feelings right so i try to write down like well what's the worst case scenario that could happen 
uh, what are all the other scenarios? I try to think of everything. So rather than like, oh, that thought's coming up. I don't like that thought and like suppressing it. Like take some time to like fully think that thought through, write it all down, make sure you thought about everything. Uh, close that little piece of paper up, put it in a drawer, and then it's always there. So if, you, and you'll never go look back at it. That's the point. Like you'll never actually go look at it again. But now if it's like, oh, well you screwed up on that. Yep, don't even have to think about it. I got all my thoughts on that written down. And so it's actually helped me escape the, the repeated depression of thinking about mistakes over and over again because it's like, oh, don't have to. I got them written down. Don't have to rethink them. I have done a lot of thinking on it. Mm, that's interesting. You actually that do is. that. Oh, yeah. It's so wow. useful. Wow. Like, for example, I had uh, uh, two employees left me, and uh, I was totally blindsided by that. And so I actually have a notebook where not only did I uh, write down uh, what they said at the time when it happened, which was very painful, but like we sort of had like this like postpartum like heart to heart, heart to heart, and, and just I got everything right, and, and I wrote everything down, and then I reflected and I wrote my thoughts down on it, and then I learned, and now if I ever think about it, I go, it's there. I haven't looked at it once. Wow, that's really it's great. So that way, it's just that helps me because you know otherwise if. If every time you get sad about thinking about the past, then it's just you're always going to be miserable. Yeah. It's funny you ask that because I asked Logan Paul that same question. Wow. And, and his response was, he's like, at the end of the day, I'm a good person. Does my friend, do my friends love me? Do my, does my family love me? Yes. Does anyone else matter? No. That's, that's, that's all he said. Probably a better simplification. I really Which like that. And you don't even have to of, do any writing. Kind of great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of Kind of makes sense. Yeah. It, it, it's it's like a healthy approach. Am I still a good person? Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, uh, that's a good point. Okay. It's like, hey, you know, uh, hey, Lauren, I screwed up. I did this. Here's my video where I screwed up or you whatever. You still love me? What do you think? And she's like, well, it's actually not that bad You're or like, whatever. Great. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Like only haters are going to think that's bad. Right. And yeah, that's great cannon fodder for haters. But, right. you know, a reasonable person's like whatever right uh that that that's actually i like his answer better than mine so. <laughs> i want to like let's just rewind the tape really quick i'm gonna give that answer <laughs> <laughs> well hey on that note man thank you so much for doing thank this thank you uh, so much joining. i feel like this was longer than the actual podcast i know i know, I know. Like, i gotta what go lose money to jeremy now oh is, is it time now I, I have no idea what the time is but uh, jeremy uh financial education always feeds me tattooed chef and robs me of money oh that's true yeah yeah he's really good at both of those things and it's funny i what weren't you the one who was like oh, I lost everything. I got I to gotta average in. My, 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 my losses are not as bad as they are. I, I just had dollar cost average into my losses. I'll buy back in again. I didn't lose two grand. I lost a grand now. Yeah, yeah. That's a bad thing to do in poker. <laughs> Especially at Jeremy's house. I don't know what's happening with those cards. You guys know magic. Maybe you can help me figure no, it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won't say it. Oh, no. On that's that for the note. next episode yeah, on for the next Jeremy Exposed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have Jeremy on next. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for watching. <laughs> <laughs>